Backsliding, my weekly market review, June 12th, 2022. Last week saw some damaging backsliding for two of the three primary market drivers, how hawkish the Fed needs to be and China lockdowns, and no meaningful sign of progress in the third, Ukraine. After the market indexes kind of meandered around without much direction early in the week, a sense slowly began to build that Friday's inflation number might end up being more troubling than had been previously assumed. This was perhaps triggered by a second warning in the space of three weeks from Target on Tuesday that the company would be forced into cutting prices and profits to pare down the retailer's excess inventory of goods that are not selling, and added that decisive action was needed to keep these problems from lingering until later in the year. Remember, the prevailing view until recently had been that we may well have hit peak inflation in April and that May's data release would finally signal a beginning of the end of these current spiked inflation levels. But doubts began to emerge as the week went on. The fears proved well-founded. On Friday morning, the Consumer Price Index CPI measure of retail inflation came out and showed no such positive signs. It rose by 1% in May alone and 8.6% from May 2021, the highest since Olivia Newton-John was getting physical with everyone in December 1981. These numbers were even worse than in April and also higher than consensus expectations. Surging prices for energy, housing and food contributed the most to the increase with the energy index alone jumping 3.9% last month after actually declining in April. Core CPI, which excludes more volatile food and energy prices, climbed 0.6% in May and was up 6% from last year, also higher than expected. Obviously, these numbers aren't convincing anyone that things are getting any better. Peak inflation is very much not here, not yet anyway. The Fed has told us that it is going to continue stomping on the brakes, but the prices of essentials like shelter, meat, bread, eggs, gas, etc., with relatively inelastic demand, and notably, which interest rates adjustments don't really help to cool, are still rocketing higher with no end in sight. Additionally, the ongoing war in Ukraine pretty much rules out a material fall in food and energy prices anytime soon. The issue is whether we're going to get an old-fashioned bust before short-term rates get raised high enough to start having an effect on inflation. The previously trending idea of a Fed pause after 0.5% hikes at each of its next two upcoming meetings next week and in July seems to now be pretty much in tatters. Inevitably, the yield on the 10-year Treasury note jumped back above 3% to its highest level in a month, But the closely watched spread between the 10-year rate and the two-year rate narrowed sharply and is now less than 0.1%. Many believe that the tighter this spread gets, and indeed ultimately crosses over, whereby the two-year rate becomes higher than the 10-year, the more inevitable a recession becomes. At the same time, the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index hit the lowest level in its history, as Americans expressed significant concerns about rising prices, especially at the gas station, with 46% of respondents attributing their negative views about the economy 
to inflation. Because markets had somehow swallowed the story of the arrival of a peak in both inflation and the Fed's hawkishness and already priced it in, stocks had the shit kicked out of them on Friday. The downward path of least resistance was not helped by news out of China. Shanghai's government said it would place a district in the southwestern part of the city under restrictions for mandatory mass COVID testing starting Saturday. Then another outbreak of COVID was reported near Beijing on Thursday. Further reducing the number of places to hide, the European Central Bank announced that it will raise interest rates next month for the first time in 11 years and could make an even bigger hike after that in an effort to slow soaring inflation in the Eurozone. It is also ending its bond purchase program put in place during the COVID crisis to boost the economy. Worth bearing in mind, the first hike will likely raise rates to zero. The bottom line is that inflation has to not only peak, but also show evidence of starting to meaningfully recede for the skies to begin to clear. And after Friday's data, no one has any idea when this will happen. The Fed has made it clear that it regards inflation as a far bigger enemy than recession and will definitely risk the latter in trying to crush the former. Each time the inflation data shows no relief, the Fed is going to further double down on its mission.